Welcome to the Pet Grooming Business Podcast with me, Bill Betts, where we give practical business advice to help you grow your pet grooming business. This podcast is sponsored by LowPay, the low-rate payment app that gives you more. So without further ado, let's get going. Welcome back to this next uh, chat. And uh, in this one, I am going to go through with you five reasons why people choose to work with you in your business. Okay. Uh, and also we're going to look at five reasons why people return to you and your business. So please bear with me. I'm just getting over a little, um, a little touch, a little touch of man flu. And I know, I know it's quite serious, um, but hopefully I'll survive this, this chat. And um, I've got a cup of tea here. So if I start coughing my guts up, uh, I do apologize, but I wanted to get this out there. I wanted to, uh, I woke up with this on my mind this morning Having um, having looked through some of the the, uh, the messages on the on the Facebook page and some of the comments and some of the questions, so I just wanted to throw in some of my ideas as to why why people choose your business and then why people um, return to your business. So I'm going to try and give you five reasons for each. So five reasons why people choose your business, and then five reasons why people return to you uh, to your business. Now, these are only um, my opinions, my thoughts. We've been um, running a pet groomers for for nineteen years now, um, and yes, like many of you in uh, that have been commenting on, this week is a little bit thin on the ground when it comes to to pets. I think on Thursday, Thursday seems to be our worst day at the moment. Um, we've actually got three dogs in, but that's fine. Um, we've got some staff on annual leave. Um, we're going to put some staff through their fire warden training. Uh, our apprentice can catch up on her on her paperwork, and uh, and I've obviously putting stuff out on some social media just, just to try and generate a bit more a bit more work. But it's okay, you, you know. We are happy to have quieter periods to give us some time to breathe and some time to uh, to to work on the business. You know, send out do a little Facebook advert. We did that yesterday. And uh, I've been hitting the stories with nail trimming adverts and teeth cleaning adverts and stuff like that. So we'll see how it goes, see how today um, goes. We trust our business. We know that we will have the money that we need. And obviously, we've got savings if we don't, which is uh, reassuring. But anyway, I digress. So five reasons why people choose your business. So I think to begin with, any brand new dog owner, anyone that's picked up a puppy, and maybe they've never owned a dog before, um, maybe they're in this state of like shock and awe that they've just bought this like dog and it's like six months old and its coat is getting really curly and uh, it's getting really smelly. They need to take their dog to a pet groomer now. When um, if they're a brand new dog owner and they're completely new to the whole experience they probably have a very little knowledge as to why or what you guys and girls are, are actually about. They probably don't know why uh, or what you do as a pet groomer. So to begin with, I should think many people just go to Google and uh, and look at dog groomers near me. Um, and then obviously they'll just look at who's who's got the most ratings, who's nearest to them. So I think the first reason why people choose um to go to your business or choose choose to use a pet groomers is probably convenience. Um, in all honesty, it's probably probably convenience. You're probably the closest one to them. Um, I reckon they're brand new to dog ownership and they don't understand what dog groomers do. They don't know what um, what they need, so they've just gone to Google, gone to social media, and found a dog groomer near them. 
then they'll go and check them out and uh, hopefully book in with you. But this is our our job, isn't it? As a pet groomer is now to um, to make sure that they're educated about why dogs need grooming, make sure we have the correct packages available to them. So it might be a puppy package. And part of that puppy package won't be, it's not all about grooming. You know, part of that puppy package is about education, isn't it? And this is your chance to get your claws into this customer and make sure that you're grooming like that, grooming a customer for life. Uh, make sure, you know, that they're going to stay with you forever and to make sure that they're going to be a good customer because they're going to get that bloody brush out and they're going to brush that dog bitter and groom. So this is your opportunity by um, offering them a, a correct package for their dog because convenience you're nearby and they're a brand new dog owner and it's very convenient that they come to you. So this is your opportunity to make sure you cater for them. Now, part of our puppy package is a four, um, it's a four step package. The first one is a like a 15, 20 minute sit down in the reception introduction. They get, um, ideas on brushing, get ideas on socialization, how to desensitize. So like playing with their ears, feet, you know, lifting their lips up, making playing with their teeth, looking at their gums, you know, playing with their nails, playing with their tails, stuff like that. We also um, give them a book about um, biting. Um, it's a uh, Debbie Potter who did a podcast with us. She wrote a book called Ouch and we ordered um, 20 copies of those. And each, each customer gets a copy of those because they're going through that puppy phase where they're biting and uh, we want to help them with that. So it's a bit of value. They get a, a little blanket or a towel and then um, obviously some help and advice. So we're giving value around that puppy package as well, making it a really positive experience for them and for the and for the um and for the customer. Now, obviously, some people might have rescue dogs, but again, it might be their first opportunity to owning a dog. So Again, you might be the dog groomer that they've turned to just purely because of convenience, purely because you're down the road, you're near to them, and they can get to you. So number one is convenience. And I think when people are brand new to dog ownership, I think that's probably all they're interested in is to how far, how close you are to them. So the second one, which does kind of tie in with convenience, and these are not really in any order of importance, but it's presence. What is your presence like out there? What is the presence of your business out there? Have you ever have you ever stood back from your business and looked yourself up on on Google? Have you ever looked at your social media? Have you ever stood stood back and looked at your your social media presence and what your page looks like? I I do this quite a lot. Um, I have people book appointments in. First thing I'm doing is a bit of research. You know, I'm looking at. Can I find the the business page from their personal page? Ninety, well, I don't know. Eighty percent of the time, I can't even. Eighty percent of the time, I'll go onto like your personal um, social media page, and there's nothing to do with your business on there whatsoever. Nothing whatsoever. I can't. You know, are you proud of your business? Are you proud of what you do for a living? Are you proud of where you work? And uh, do you promote your business amongst your social media presence? So that's what the first thing I sort of look at, and then. And I wouldn't necessarily get a friend or family to come and look at your social media presence because they might not feel confident enough to give you um, like positive feedback. They might just say, oh, it looks lovely, dear. Or, you know, it looks great. Yeah, it looks fine. Okay. They they might just beat around the bush. And, and sometimes what do they know? So I would 
like generally encourage you to stay, take a step back, have a look at your Facebook page, have a look at the banner at the top of your page, have a look at your your profile picture. Like this is your business page. What does it tell people about you? Okay, does it tell you that you're um, you know a pound shop, or does it tell you that you're Harrods? What is it telling people about you? What is your branding telling people about you? What's the voice of your business? Now, branding um, is so important. And I, I think this is really missed by business owners. Um, many businesses, uh, my inclusive, including mine and uh, you know, big businesses, they go out and they get proper branding for their business. They go out and get a voice for their business. And I don't know... I'm not quite sure how to explain that, but you know, you get a voice, you, you, you can read your posts in like a positive voice or a negative voice, but you're, you go out and get a copywriter to write your website and they, they, they find a voice for your business. This podcast is sponsored by Lowpay. Lowpay is half the price of SumUp and Zettle. So you keep more of the money that you earn. Rates start at 0.79%. And, uh, and make sure that the, the wording is like flowing and it reads well and it's positive and upbeat. And the same with your colors, you know, you can get your colors for your business. Uh, are they bright and cheerful? Are they expensive looking? You know, look at purples and golds and yellows as like royalty and greens all around caring. And we went down with AZ Animal Care, we went down the green routes because Emma was a veterinary nurse and green is very much associated with the veterinary world, with um, the nurse's uniform and, and everything like that. And when you look at medical, um, sort of the medical signage, you know, you've got green crosses and stuff like that around first aid. So have a real think about your branding. Go back over these podcast episodes. There is an episode with um, uh, Lauren Simmons. Lauren is a graphic designer and branding expert. And in that episode, she goes over the importance of branding. She works with us on our business program and provides um, feedback to all of our clients and they can book in one-to-ones with her. But you get that branding correct you get that branding looking good it boosts your confidence as well it really gives you that confidence boost because you start to believe in your business you can stand proud of your business you can stand there with your with your branded clothing on your suit of armor so that when you're talking to customers dealing with their inquiries you know you've got that um confidence about you and like yeah i've got this i know this shit i can do this Okay, so think about your branding. Look at your colors. Look at your your type font, your your typography. I sometimes look at posts on social media, and I have to squint. I, I, yeah, I'm getting old. I have to squint at them. I have to enlarge them because they've used like really like fancy fonts and fancy writing, which makes it impossible to read. And when it's impossible to read, you just scroll past it. There's no point, you know, get your fonts and your typography sorted out. So people stop scrolling past it and actually take notice of it. Some people put stuff on social media that's upside down on purpose to make people stop that, what they call death scroll, don't they? So just think about all of this stuff. Think about, like, so step back and look at your social media. How does it make you feel? If it makes you feel rubbish, how's that going to make any prospective customer feel? If it, you know, you've got to be positive. It is a very competitive market out there. Everyone keeps telling us this. There's Google, there's, there's dog groomers everywhere. There's dog groomers here, there, and everywhere. There's like 
corporate companies here, there, and everywhere. But believe me, corporate companies won't go out there without doing some proper branding. Okay, so let's treat ourselves like proper businesses and get and have a look at our branding and making sure we're on point. Social media's got to be really positive. You've got to be sending out a really positive message. You've got to believe in what you do and make people believe that you're the best groomer out there. All right. And that, well, not necessarily the best groomer, like you're the most positive groomer out there as a positive person. And we'll go into sort of customer service in a bit as well. Google yourself. Okay. Not you personally, unless you've got a personal presence out there, but Google your business. What does Google say about your business? That's so important. Um, What does it say? If it says nothing, then Google doesn't know about you. And if Google doesn't know about you, then bloody hell, there's a load of people in your area that are dying for dog groomers and they know nothing about you as well. Okay. Okay. Google, to get yourself onto Google, it's all free. All right. And it doesn't take long to work on your Google presence. We were doing some of this yesterday on a coaching call I did. And we we worked on now showing people how to upload photos, how to check all the information, how to make sure that your Google presence is up to date and is working. Look at your reviews as well. And don't necessarily mean they have to all be five star. We've got something like 4.8 stars or something. We've got negative reviews. That doesn't matter. But the fact that you've got reviews on there is really important because people can go and look at those reviews. It does help your your algorithms and help you to get found on Google. So Google your business. Well, that is actually the name of the 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 uh, website you need to go to if you haven't if you're not on Google. You need to go to Google My Business and get that sorted out asap. You know this is a job that you need to do tonight. You need to get yourself onto Google. Think about your website. You know. So many people believe that you don't need a website. It's utter rubbish. It's utter, utter rubbish. You cannot just judge your business by your own standards. It may be that you never look at websites. It may be that you don't you know, use websites yourself. It may be that um, people say that they found you in different places, but people will still go and check you out on a website. Okay. Your website is your shop front. It is your shop front out there that's working 24 hours a day, all right? It's telling people all about you, telling them about your services. You can get your picture on there. You can get your videos on there. All of this presence, everything that we talked about in this last under this headline presence is called um, building up your know, like, and trust, okay? People need to see you. The People need to see your business over and over and over and over again. You need to get in their heads. Now, think about it. Think about when um, when you first came into this group or when you first met Bill Betts, when you first started to hear about Bill Betts. I have people say to me, you are bloody everywhere. You know, the first thing in the morning, they open up their phones. Well, you know, it's, it's quite early in the morning now. You've opened up your phone. You're probably watching this if you're not listening to this on the podcast. You know, and the last thing at night, you're probably, you may see something from me. It's getting into your head. It's building up that know, like, and trust. You probably know quite a lot about me if you've followed this group for quite some time. And this is what you need to be doing with your potential customers as well. So branding, social media, Google, websites, presence, okay? These are some of the reasons why people choose your business. And people quite rightly say we are surrounded by dog groomers. We are exactly the same as anyone else in this part of the country. We are surrounded but it's your presence that makes you stick out. 
to potential or new customers, okay? So number three, um, we're going to look at recommendations. Now, I've said all that above. Okay, I've said everything about the above and I, everything above stands and everything above is really, really important. However, when you look at um, where our new customers come from and we record this every time we get a new customer, things like a sign on the sign on the side of the road or a recommendation is probably the most um, in, is probably where we get most of our customers from. But that doesn't mean that they've bumped into someone in the park and they've uh, with their dog and they're like, oh, your dog looks really nice. Where do you get your dog room? They go, oh, we go to A to Z Animal Care. Okay, that's a recommendation. And that might be what they remember. But they may then go and look at, they may go and like, like the Facebook page is like, a, right, I need to remember who uh, who they just recommended. I'll go and like the Facebook page. Then they start going to see how they start seeing our um, social media stuff. So we're now prompting them to, to, to phone us and to speak to us. They then might go, right, uh, Face Animal Care was recommended. I need to sort out this dog groom appointment. What's their phone number? Go to Google. Oh, they've got a website. Let's go and look at their website. Oh, bloody hell, they do dog grooming, they do cat grooming, they do teeth cleaning. I can get a vaccination there. This is awesome. Let's go and have a look at their reviews because they must have good reviews. So they go and look at the reviews and then they make that telephone call and book in. All right. So you see all that recommendation, although people say to you, oh, my friend recommended you or I bumped into someone down the park and they recommended you. That might have been a couple of months ago and they might have been stalking you on social media. They may have been looking at your website. They may have been checking you out on Google. And it might be something that you've been recommended to. They've re- You've been recommended to them but it's a social media post that you've done that's prompted them to to phone you and make that booking. Okay. So yes, recommendation and word of mouth is free. It's a great, it's a great way to get new business in. However, don't neglect everything else. Don't rely on one thing to get your customers in through the door. Okay. Don't rely on one single thing to get people into your business. We want people to drive past our business and see the sign at the end of the road. We want people to see the van picking up the kids, hopefully not overtaking them on a bend and stuff like that. We want to see, we want people to then go and look at our social media. We want people to then see us pop up in a Facebook group where we're advertising something. We want people to see us in the local magazine. You know, we want people to talk to talk about us to their friends. And we then want people to look at our website, then look at our you know, look at our Instagram maybe or or follow us on, on Facebook. We want people to do all that. We want them to get to know us. We want them to understand our values, what we stand for and uh, how much we care about our animals um, that we groom. And then we want them to make that, that telephone conversation, that, you know, that booking. And then this is the next bit, number four, they call the shop or they message the shop and we answer the bloody phone or we reply to a message as promptly as we can. Okay. So five reasons why people choose your business. It might be that you've just simply answered the phone to their inquiry. Dog groomers can be a bit like all the other services, like plumbers, electricians, all of that. They're so bloody hard to get hold of at times. And I know why, because you're so overwhelmed with work because it's so busy. Um, so it may be again that it's that brand new pet owner, and they're not quite sure what dog groomers do. They don't know why their dog stinks, and they want someone to help them out. And they've literally phoned like one, two, three, four um, dog groomers, but no one's answered their phone. All right. 
and never assume. Okay, we 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 get some people will say some people say like, oh, they messaged me, so I messaged back. That's their form of communication. It may be, but how do you know? All right, how do you know it's what they want? How do you know what they want? Okay, give them a ring, get them on the phone, start killing them with customer service, start killing them with kindness. All right. So you've answered the phone. That might be the one reason why people choose your business, but it's an in. You've got them. You've captured them into your business. And now it's your opportunity to work on them and make them a customer for life. Or maybe you replied promptly to a message, giving them some value, giving them some help, and then asking for the phone number so you can so you can book them in. All right. So um, are a very big believer in this, getting them customer service. We, as an industry, we're being pushed down the online booking route, um, you know, very simple. And, and it does work for some businesses. It does work for some businesses. However, I'm very much untangling some of my clients with the on- online booking world. It's great for existing customers, but then are we actually um, funneling out? Are we actually choosing the right customers for our business if they are booking in online? Are we actually being able to sell to them? Are we actually being able to give them value if they're booking online? So, um, yeah, you know, busy people might want the online booking, but is that what we want for our own business? Great for existing customers, but brand new customers, I want to get them spoken to. Excuse me. Next one, like five reasons why people may choose your business. Availability. You've got space in your diary. Sometimes it just comes very much simple down to that, doesn't it? That you've got availability in your diary and you can um you can service that inquiry, you can get them in. So um it's, it's you know, you've got space, so you can do it. That's great. We kill them with kindness, we get them in. They found us through everything else that we've been doing, all the other points that we've been mentioning. Now, um, I, I truly believe, you know, we've been in business for 19 years as a big salon. I say big, you know, we've got the capacity to do a lot of dogs if we wanted to. Like we've got capacity to do over 18 dogs a day if if we ever wanted to, but we don't. Um, we do we do very very uh, probably half of that a day. Um, but one of the key elements to our business, which I believe is like the secret one of the secrets to our business over the over the last 19 years is our reception our receptionist i i think i I truly believe that our receptionist has made such a difference to our business and for all of those reasons above you know answering the phone customer service recommendation you know being able to sit there and, and chat to customers um inviting customers in friendly presence out of 19 years, we've not we've had a receptionist for I think 15 of those years. And I think that is a real sort of um secret to our business. So if you are um if you're running a busy salon and maybe you've got a couple of groomers and a bather and it's really, really busy, um potentially I would look at your next hire as some form of receptionist to take away all of that all of that work for you. You think about how much time you spend answering the phone, um, dealing with customer inquiries, moving people around the diary, um, taking money, putting bills together, writing up notes and stuff. You could probably actually <clears throat> end up doing a bit more. Um, you probably have a bit more availability if you had someone doing that for you. So happy to um, to sort of go through that with people if they want to. But I think busy salons, obviously not like if you're working on your own, 
then that's probably not an option for you. But busy salons, don't discount that receptionist post. I think it's a really important, um, important tool. So why do people return to your business? So let's have a look at some reasons why people return to your business. And actually, this, this ties in with the, the receptionist comment as well. So customer service, you know, let's, let's not forget customer service. People love good customer service. We're, okay, it's 2023. I still think customer service is really, really important. Um, they're given, and actually, not just good customer service, but good leadership as well. Good leadership over your customers. People, some people don't, some people don't like um, wishy-washy. Some people want to be told what they need. You're, you're the expert, okay? You've gone out there and you've done these courses. You've, you've invested in your, in your pet grooming. You've done these courses. You are the expert, not the customer, okay? So if you're a bit wishy-washy, then that's gonna, how's that gonna leave that customer feeling? Oh, do, do they know what they're talking about? Are they are they sure? Do they no? Let's give them some leadership. Let's say, like, you know, Fluffy's been awesome today. Really enjoyed um his haircut, really enjoyed doing the haircut. You know, it's been a really happy experience. And uh, I want to see him back in six weeks' time because uh if we get Fluffy in in six weeks' time, he's gonna look awesome every time. Okay, leadership, you know, not. Oh hi, yeah, he's fluffy. He's, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Um, would you like to book again? No. Okay. Um, is yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Leadership. Give people leadership. They want to be led, and you're the. You are the boss. You are the person of experience. You are the expert in in your in your position. Okay. Go and read. Um, uh, Stephen Bartlett's book, Diary of a CEO, fantastic um, paragraph in there, which is all about how to win an argument. Okay, never disagree, agree, and then give your 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 point across. But go and read it; it's really it's some really good moments in there, and you can work out how to cut out because a lot of people don't like um, confrontation, but it gives you some tips on how to avoid confrontation and still win and put your point across. All right, it's not about arguments; it's about being a leader. So leadership within when it comes to customer service. <clears throat> Be the leader with your customers. Tell them what they need. Be the expert. Make sure um, that you've got clear boundaries with them. It's a bit like running a pack of dogs, okay? You need to be the top boss. Dogs need to know where they are within their pecking order, all right? Dogs need to know that. And when they know where they are in their pecking order, they're a lot happier um, with what's going on around them. People are no different, all right? People need to be led. They need to be told. They need to have boundaries, and you're the one that needs to put those in place. So good customer service. Saying no to people. People respect you more when you say no, okay? we've Emma's, my wife, is, is quite good at this now. She stands up for herself and says no to people. And actually... You know, although it's a scary experience, quite often when you say no to people and you you give them that leadership, you give them those boundaries, they instantly become submissive and they instantly start to do as they're told. These are people, not dogs. Okay. They instantly start to do as they're told. And you're like, you're not messing me around anymore. This is my business. This is my rules. And this is how we're going to be doing stuff. And I think that is really good customer service. 
And not only that, because it's good customer service, because if they don't like that, then they're going to leave. All right, that's good customer service as well, because if you're not the right dog groomer for them, that's fine. They can leave. All right. That's good customer service as well. There's another there's another um, business out there that is more suited to that customer. That is good customer service. Happy and positive experience. All right. I truly believe that you can run a fantastic business by having good customer service, happy and positive experience when people come through the door, a happy dog that's coming into the salon, good, consistent haircuts. Okay. So every time that that person returns to your business, they get similar haircuts to what they got last time. All right. It doesn't have to be super duper fantastic you know, haircuts that take you forever. I'm talking about pet grooming here. I'm talking about this is how we pay our mortgages off, pet grooming. We're talking about the spaniels that come in, um, they've been running through the fields and they need to need to have a really nice bath. They need their nails trimmed. They need to have a really nice tidy of their coats. We're talking about the, the snouses that want to look cons- like the same shape all year round. You know, good, consistent haircuts. We're not talking about show grooming or anything like this. We're talking about pet grooming, pet trims, all right? So good, consistent haircuts. So every time you um, you take a dog in, you have a system for that for your dog grooming. So that dog goes through your system. How to bath a dog. You've got a system on how to bath a dog. How do you shampoo a dog? You know, everything that you're taught in training school about how to get this consistency good within your business. And then how to dry a dog. You know, how, how what's your system to dry a dog? And then what's your system to um, to give that dog a haircut? And then what's your system seeing that dog out? So good customer service, happy dog comes into your salon, positive experience, good consistent haircut, and then, you know, a very happy dog and very happy owner going out of the, out of the salon. That is how you're going to build your foundations of your business. And this is why people are going to start to return to your business, okay? Make sure if you've got multiple members of staff in your business, they all know the system, all right? Think McDonald's. McDonald's is so systemized. In theory, you should walk in anywhere in the world and get the same experience. And I want your business to be very similar if you're taking on an apprentice and you've got a system for bathing, it won't take them very long to get bathing like you because you've systemized it. You know what they know what you expect, they know what you want. Okay. So customer service, consistency within your business. Know, like, and trust. All right. People return to your business because of what we were talking about in the last bit: your branding, your social media, your Google, your website. Okay. So a lot of people neglect social media. A lot of people neglect Google, neglect their website. They get so busy that they say, well, I've got no room for anyone. I'm fully booked or, um, you know, I've got nothing, nothing this month. So I'm not going to touch social media. I don't want the inquiries. We're neglecting it. We're neglecting these customers. We're, we're letting our existing customers just fade away. You know, you've got to be out there. You've got to be keeping them what we call like warm. You've got to keep them warm. You've got to keep them interested in your business. Otherwise they might be like, oh, I've not heard from AIDS and animal care for a while. I've not seen any posts. Maybe they're just, well, maybe they've closed or, or maybe they're just too busy and uh, and I can't get an appointment there. But yeah, we've got appointments on Thursday. 
you know, we've got appointments available. Let's go out and tell them. So you've got to carry on building that know, like, and trust with people. You can't neglect them just because your diary is like chock-a-block. You might have a, 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 the ability to start a waiting list. You might have availability coming up in two months' time. But because you've neglected your, your know, like, and trust, your social media presence now, you're now suffering in two months later when you've got spaces in your diary. Okay, so make sure you carry on nurturing your customers. You've won them. You've put all that hard work into winning them as a customer, and now you need to go out and nurture them as a customer. You need to go out and nurture them and keep them happy and keep them warm. Keep them in the keep them in your mind's eye. You know, keep looking at your posts. Right? Yeah. Okay. I need my dog's knees and nail trim. I'm going to go back to there to the dog groomers now, which I normally use. All right. You might have Christmas specials coming up but you've not done anything on your social media for like months. So there's no algorithms there. No, everyone's lost interest in, in sort of seeing your posts. No one's actually looking at it. You're going to struggle. You might, you might then put out some posts around your Christmas deals or, or whatever seasonal deals you're doing. And then you're like, well, no one bought them. No one was interested. It's not because they're not interested. You just didn't put the legwork in. You didn't put the the groundwork. You've, you've neglected your your position. You know of keeping people interested in your business. Um, many clients of mine now going through the seasonal um, packages, but because they're so present on present on social media, they put a post out advertising it, and then get loads of feedback coming back because they're keeping their followers engaged. I've used so many words there, you know, we've kept them warm, we've kept them engaged, we've um, uh, nurtured them, you know, we're keeping them interested in what we do as a business, keeping them interested. So it's so important that you carry on marketing your business or have out there things that will market your business for you, websites, things like that, brochures, leaflets, social media, building that know, like, and trust is so important. And then, you know, we might do all of that. And then one of the other things that people just come back to us because we're convenient. We've got to we've got to admit that, you know, some people are just bog standard customers and they just come back to us every week or every six weeks, hopefully, just for the convenience, just because we wanted to, because, because we're there. It doesn't matter what we do. Um, they just like the fact that we're around the corner from them. So, you know, it just goes to show you there's not one thing that you can do. There's no magic bullet to get people into your business and to get people to to return to your business. There's no magic bullet to this. There's no one thing that I can tell you to do that will guarantee people will come and return to your business. It is, you know, the holistic view of your business. You've got to, you've got to do everything. And, and that's bloody hard work when you're a business owner. Um, and that's probably another podcast episode, but maybe, um, there you know, may be something going around in your mind at the moment after listening to that rant. Um, about what I've said. And there may be something missing from what I said that you like, oh, he's not said that. He's not said anything about that. Is there anything you can think of which you believe, is there a belief that you have as to why people choose your business or why people return to your business? What's the one thing going round and round and round in your head at the moment where you think, oh, he's not mentioned a single thing about that. And that's why I think people come to my business and I think that's why people will keep returning to my business. Is there anything in your head? Any thoughts? Any any particular words that are going around in your head at the moment about what I have not mentioned? Have a think about it. 
out of all that, you know, I've been talking for well, probably half an hour or so. I've not mentioned one thing, which probably gets mentioned every single day in all of the Facebook groups. I've not mentioned it once. Have you worked that out? Have you thought about that? Has it come into your head? I wonder. What haven't I mentioned in any of the above? It's not even touched the surface, not even touched my lips. Price, money, that's right. Pricing. Nowhere in any of this have I mentioned money, okay? We, as pet groomers, the first thing that probably came into your head or has probably been thinking about is money because that's all we see. All we think is people are money-driven. That's all we believe. This is like, this is your limiting belief. And this is why it is holding you back within your business. Your limiting belief is that you believe people just think about the money. It's absolute rubbish. Okay. If you get what I've just, those points that I've just gone through, if you get going with those, your branding, your presence, your social media, your know, like, and trust, recommendations, answering the phone, replying to messages, availability, customer service, happy, positive experiences, good, consistent haircuts, know, like, and trust, convenience. If you get on top of all of those, money flows, okay? Money really does flow. Money is like the last part of it. So when you're having a, a sales conversation with a brand new customer, and they're lapping up your social media channel. They're loving the look of your website. They've gained loads of confidence from, from you and your, your presence on Google. They've had a recommendation from you. You've answered the phone to them. You're killing them with customer service. You are you know, confident about what you're saying. You're being a leader um, when it comes to customer service. Money is the very last point at which you know we talk about, all right? So don't get caught in this trap that it's all about money. Get over it. It's not about money. There's so much to your business than money. And that's why I wanted to come in and make these points for you. Okay. These are all the things that we work on as a business owner, because these are just as important as the price of your, as your, of your, um, the price of your grooms. And trust me, if you build all those points into your business, then the price of your grooms will be a lot, lot higher because of all of the above. We have customers now that are, you know, 40, 50% price increases within a year. And, you know, they can do that because they're getting all of the above correct and they're working on all of the above for their business. <coughs> Money is not the issue. All right. Money is not the issue. I will give you that. There are some people that are money driven. That's not a problem. There is a groomer out there for everyone. But money is not the issue. You need to be working on your business and making sure you've got all of these things, all of these points that I've mentioned, get them going in your business. Start working on them. There's plenty of podcasts on here for you to uh, listen to, to start working on them. There's plenty of experience in the Facebook groups. And if you really need lots of help or you need support or guidance or that mentorship, then we've obviously got the, the business program as well. But I wanted to get that main message out there. You know, 
people instantly think it's money as to why people aren't choosing their businesses or why people aren't returning to their business. It's not about the money. I hope you have a really good day. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, this chat. Please uh, recommend it to your friends. Please leave us a review. Um, please go into the Facebook group and leave your comments as well. I'd love to hear what you what you think about what we've just gone through. Get in touch. Booking calls with me is not a problem, and we can discuss all this. But just remember, work on your business, and it's not all about the money. All right. Have a good day. And I'll see you soon. Take care. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Please make sure you give us a like or a review to help people find it. The podcast is sponsored by Lowpay. Head over to www.lowpay.com to find out more about their payment solution.